We are back. This is the Furloughed Film Talks podcast, episode 82, the Jason Witten episode. I've scared Max off. You would have seen that if you're watching the live stream. <laughs> Max is an agent of chaos. He's like, fuck your show. <clears throat> back here with episode 82, the Jason Witten episode. Jason Witten is not on this episode. It's just his number. Fuck Jason Witten. Here with my brother, Ryan. Fuck you. What's up, everybody? No, Jason Witten can suck it, dude. <clears throat> You, like, you, you can suck it. Anyway. Benedict Arnold, one of the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> a fucking Raiders. Anywho. Is he retired yet? Yeah. So he's he's now to- the coach of Argyle Liberty. That's right. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. It was an action-packed one. We had the Golden Globes this past or yesterday. 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 Yeah. Uh, last so night. <clears throat> last night. We watched all three hours of it, <clears throat> so you don't have to. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. We will be checking that. We will be talking about that here in a minute. Um, if the Academy Awards are as bad as that, I'm gonna gouge my eyes out. Yeah, I'll literally jump into a pool. Um, is Jimmy Kimmel doing the Academy Awards? I'm not even gonna look. I don't care. Okay. Like, I no. I it is Jimmy Kimmel then because they don't. Is it ABC that does the Oscars? I don't know. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I'm pretty Shit. sure. So it might be Kimmel. I swear to God, if it's Kimmel, I'm not gonna watch. Well, I'll watch. You, we like, definitely I'll watch, watch. But like, yeah. Please don't, ABC. I know we bitch about Disney Plus a lot, but like, don't. Someone needs to get John Oliver to do their oh award show. Oh my God, could you imagine? That'd be Warner. He's he's Time HBO, Warner. which is Warner, which they don't really have a big three. Uh, <clears throat> they're part of AT and T, so yeah, no, they don't. They don't have one of the three. They're not. They don't have a show. Award show. <sighs> I mean, he's kind of connected with Colbert from mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Yep. So the uh, penultimate episode is out now. We have the finale coming up this Friday, which we will talk about. It is sure to be a crazy one. Um, so we will review that at the end of it. Um, before we get to Golden Globes talk, remember we always um, live stream our episodes on Monday and Thursdays. So you can go to YouTube, search furloughed film talk subscribe to the channel we really appreciate it uh, check out the furloughed film talks instagram at furloughed film talks and twitter at furloughed film tell three of your friends about the show we'd greatly appreciate um your support always uh Vinny, i see is on the chat anything yep. that we need to say no no questions okay we'll uh do our <coughs> q q a after after our, after wanda our regularly scheduled Topics. schedule programming. Yeah. So, Ryan, we watched the Golden Globes last night. There was a couple of surprises. Yeah, there was a couple was a of couple shockers of, there. Uh, like, yeah, there were some crazy ones. Um, a couple of poignant moments and a couple of just like, why, 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 why yeah. do you do this? Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But no, like, I don't. No, we don't. They did some really goofy shit. Yes, yes, they absolutely did. Ryan, what was your overall impression by the Golden Globes. Overall impression is I can't pick award show winners to save my goddamn life. Cause yeah, you uh you were you you got roughed up a bit. Yeah, so I got two out of eight, I think. Yeah, so we should explain. We picked yeah ten of the categories and we stuck to all movie categories. Right. So we did like best, best actor act- and actress, best supporting actor and actress, yeah. best director, best and, picture, and best score. Right. And so you were two of eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. 
I was five of five, which like I was okay. I was happy. Wait, how was I two of eight, but you were five of five? Two and eight, two and eight, two wins, eight losses. I was five wins, five losses. Oh, okay. Wait, two and eight. You were five. So you got five out of 10. I got two out of 10. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's probably the better way to say that. Yes. My bad. Anywho, I was five out of 10. You was two out of 10. Um. So. Okay. You weren't that much better then. I, I don't, I don't feel as bad now. No, I, now I, was, that I, I got I half. About that. Like I was, I was not trying to like, <laughs> are you going to buy that pear bottle dinner before no. you, uh, Jesus, man. No, I was not trying to gloat at all. Cause I got a couple of them really dead wrong. Like I should have, I should have said, um, best motion picture, musical or comedy. I should not have picked the prom. I saw one or two people saying the prom had a chance to what win. ended up winning that for it. Okay. Yeah. Which totally can see. I was a little surprised. Yeah, let's sure. get into let's, let's get into kind of some of the winners. Best mix post that ah, best motion picture, musical or comedy. Um, Borat subsequent movie film won over Hamilton, and they also got um, best actor, best actor from that one <coughs> for the best actor of a comedy or drama or comedy or musical. musical. Um, Which is a weird fucking like combo. It really right? is. Like, yeah, I don't so you're comparing Borat to Hamilton? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what they're asking. That's all I do. It's really strange. It's Yeah, it's very, very strange. Which, like, I don't want to get into this too much, but, like, I wouldn't even count <clears throat> Hamilton as a movie. Like, I, I we haven't seen it, so I can't truly uh, say. But, like, if you're taping a play... Yeah, that feels like a weird thing to call a movie, which is why whenever people were saying like it's going to win Best Picture musical, musical or comedy, I was kind of like, I think it's like I think it's like just slightly more involved than like Mm. taping the uh, play version of it. I think they do have more like set pieces and okay, I could be totally wrong. Like I said, that's my impression from like the trailers. Like just watching the trailers, it seems like it's. Barely a step above. You know me. I'm not. If I don't. If I. I will 100% be like. I don't freaking know. If I don't freaking know. So like. Yeah. I don't know completely. But like from what I have seen, it just felt like a weird. And literally, we have zero interest in watching Hamilton. Yeah, I made a bet. You and I won. Won the bet. I was happy. (laughs) Um, But Borat winning, I think, is great. Like in any other year, most of these movies would not have been nominated, but. Yeah, this year with this movie, with what it did in the pop culture world, in the political world, it resonated across basically every walk of life when it first came out because of the Rudy Giuliani scene, right? And it it made a huge wave, and so I think but they were really smart to like tie it into the election. You know, oh they yeah, kind of rush the production, and everything to get it out before the election. Yeah, so I mean, it's. It was important in, you know, just by the fact that it was played heavily into a huge fucking election. Yeah. So, and this is the first of basically, if I remember right, all of them that won the big awards. It was kind of surprising though, because I like, I would have said Palm Springs objectively is a better movie than Borat. Comedy than Borat. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, like Borat feels like just a series of funny YouTube skits, basically. Yeah, it's it's a better version of the All I D show. 
Right. A and, much better version. Like and yeah, I mean it's like it isn't it is a, it does feel like a movie, but like Palm Springs is a like real movie, yeah. Yeah. Very, very fresh version of Groundhog's Day done mm. very different done in a different way, done in a new way, with two act with an actor and actress who are both amazing in yeah. Christine Miliotti and Andy Sandberg. Um so no, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been mad if Palm Springs had won, but um, I would have been pissed if Hamilton had won for my yeah, own ulterior, I I picked, for my own ulterior motives. Like I, I'm not saying I have to check to see like which one I picked because <coughs> you picked Hamilton. Yeah, I, I thought Hamilton yeah. had a chance just because. Of, well, I'm not saying it didn't have you know, a chance. I'm just saying like it's kind of like I would have kind of been surprised if it had won. Right. So, um, so that was the best picture for musical or comedy. Um, the other big. Who who's the Golden Globes awarded by? Like who's the HFPA? So it's called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So a bunch of journalists are voting on this. Okay, a lot of white journalists. Okay, like eighty percent white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gets? Which quick side note, which is this is where some of the controversy has come from with HFPA. Um, most of it has come from the fact that they have no black journalists in their membership. And it's like 80 people. Um, Seriously? Yeah. That's not good. Not at all. So um, the other one is they surprisingly. I think they can find one. Uh, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, and then side notes to the side note. Um, when they did that whole thing last night where they had the three people come out and basically say, like, we are committed to diversifying our, like, you know, membership group, blah, 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 blah. It felt such like a, here's a statement. We're going to not do shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally like if you had been sincere and this is where like the PR stuff kind of kicks in. Like if you'd been sincere, you would have brought out three or four journalists that you inducted into your membership that were African-American <laughs> or some form of. Minority. If you were really sincere, you would, you would have already like admitted people into your membership. And then at the reward show said like, hey, we're like. The people who voted for these fucking Golden Globes like are re more representative because these <laughs> yeah. are like the new people that we admitted into our membership. Oh, I, I and that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like it, they would not have been able to have voted, but like you basically would have admitted people like the week before these awards and had them there or like to do like, it to, in in a way just be like, hey, we've admitted these people, but like yeah, but it's like they 20, didn't even fucking do that. It's so they're 2021. not twenty They had plenty of time over the past yeah. year to like admit the people so they could actually yeah. vote for these. This comes up every fucking year and like they never do shit about it. So like I and that's why I say like the statement that they fucking made, like, I'm sorry. They're not gonna do anything. Well, of all like the cringe worthy moments of this award show, like that one barely even registered for me. Well, yeah, because it was that quick. Yeah, it was I, I literally mean, thirty seconds. Yeah, it's bad. It was bad. Um, the other one was having the poor accountants from Ernst and Young was standing weird. on the stage with the Ernst and Young like briefcases, briefcases and their masks on. It was like, what do you that why? Why are you guys flexing on us with Ernst and Young? Anyways, the other weird thing. Where was I going with this? Jesus Christ. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> they, um, it came out that they had had something like 30 members flown out and basically like wined and dined on the set of Emily in Paris 
which is a Netflix show, which people were like, oh, it's a good show, but like shouldn't be nominated. It got nominated for like four fucking categories. So there's well, just... I wonder how many I wonder how many fucking of them were on the set of Midnight Sky then. <laughs> yeah. That's how half like literally though, that's how like half of these like get nominated. It's they know which members are a part or like which journalists are members of this group, and then they just go and basically buy them off with right. all this like lavish shit because they don't get paid a ton by the people that they're writing for or they're freelancers. So they're just going, you know, hey, we're going to make you feel like you're worth a million bucks and then <clears throat> like you're going to vote for our movie. Right. That's what happens. So whatever. Cool. But anyways, um... <laughs> back to the regular scheduled programming. Um, the biggest, though, I think by far uh, upset was best motion picture or best performance by an actress in a motion picture yeah, drama. That one came out of left field. That was one of those ones where it was just like, what? Like, also, I think uh, best because that one was uh, day, right? Yeah. What are you about to say? Jo- Jody Foster won. For that me. was a big one, too. That was out of left field as well. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that next and then we'll talk about um, Hoodie Boy. Um, that was awesome. The, but Andra Day, who won for the United States versus Billie Holiday, won for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. This is a movie that's been kind of getting more on my radar as of late. Um, I'd heard a little bit about it, but I hadn't hadn't really gotten the sense that it was something that we needed to watch because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to win much at all. And now it's like, okay, yeah, we need to see this because yeah, we should a- need to see that one and the what's that <clears throat> other one? More Mortarian or something? Mortanian. Mortanian. Yeah, which like we wanted to see that. Like that, that's been what on. What fuck our- is that about? That's the one that's about the guy who's in Gitmo, basically. Oh, yeah. And okay. she plays his like lawyer, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I did really want to see that one. No, that I mean, one like completely flew on the radar. Yeah, that it like came out a couple weeks ago and had like no buzz for it, but it looked good. Like it yeah. looked really, really good. Um, so, Anyways, so yeah, we should see Billy Holiday versus United States. Or United States versus Billy Holiday. Yeah. It was just surprising because like you had Francis McDormand, which has been getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. Um, you had Carrie Mulligan, which is getting a ton of buzz. Those are the two frontrunners, right? Yeah, like and I Viola mean, Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Like, yeah. Those all, all three of those. I would if you had come to me and said like, "Hey, rank who you think is going to win this," I would have been like, "I picked Viola Davis," and then it would probably have been. Francis McDormand and Carrie Mulligan, like right behind. All three would have been really, really close. I would have said Francis uh, McDormand before. Would have been like, yo, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could interchange all three of those, and I would have been like, yeah, I could see any of those. Right. You could never have gotten me in a million years. To it's really funny because, like, they have uh, all the nominees, like, on the screen mm-hmm. via Zoom, and, like, for a split second, Right before all of them like switched to the very supportive, like yeah, 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 yeah. all all everyone on screen was just like what? what? Yeah, yeah, it was very much it. like, and I he's it was Joaquin Phoenix who said the winner, right? I think so. I yeah. Guess, yeah, and he said, and I was like, I don't, I didn't understand what he just said, and I was looking at all their faces, and nobody was reacting, so I was like, I have no idea who just won. Yeah, and then I see like on your days like family freaking out, I'm like what yeah like it like, was very much just a holy shit moment good for her good not good for her and it's 
going into kind of this is all leading up to the Oscars. So it's yeah. This weekend we've got the Critics Choice Awards, um, and then we have SAG. I think a couple weekends after that, there's a there's a lot of people who are saying now that there's a chance that basically each one of those could be a different winner to where we get to the Oscars and we have yeah. no real fucking clue who and like is gonna win. BAFTA could. <clears throat> Go for Carrie Mulligan because yeah. she's British, and so know. like it, there's a very real possibility where like no best actress gets more than one award, like for like for best actress. So like we get, we're gonna go in and it's gonna be a wide open race. Um, so that's gonna be really interesting because it's fun. It's fun not knowing. It's it's fun to really speculate and see um, who has the best chance at winning. That it makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, it is, yeah, it is more interesting than like. In a year where we have like a definitive favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to point this out. How much did you laugh in I Care a Lot? Uh, I mean, a fair bit, I guess. Okay. Well, Rosamund Pike won Best Actress in a Motion Picture for the uproarious hilarity comedy I Care a Lot. It was in the musical or comedy section. <sighs> <laughs> Didn't she make a joke about that? Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. She like threw down some kind of she threw out some shit fucking dude. slammers yeah. in her yeah. Um that's weird. This happens almost every like two to three years or something like that. Like where a movie gets thrown into that category and it's not a comedy. Like not only is it like not a comedy, but the the fact that it was nominated for anything is laughable. Like yeah, that's I, I and she won, she won, which is fucking crazy. That's insane. Uh, yeah, that was another one that I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, uh, it is it is fairly it's good as comical, but like like moments. I mean, come on, like Peter Dinklage is in it. Like it's like calling The Martian a comedy. Peter Dinklage is a Russian mobster yeah, in this fucking that movie. Was great. Like but, that's pretty comical, <laughs> I guess. But you hear what I just said? What? It's like calling The Martian a comedy. Was, didn't they do that? They did. They, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like this happens every two to three years where they pull some shit like this. Like, okay, so for I care a lot, there's an argument to me that it's comical. It's like a, a comedy. I would say it's a dark lightly. I would say it's a dark comedy. I would you not imagine, call it straight comedy. Can you imagine the filmmakers of the Martian and yeah, and having a award show call your movie a fucking comedy? <laughs> like that's you imagine like making it that's you saying it's a comedy though. Like don't is it you, is it the filmmaker or the the studio putting it in the category? There's no fucking way in hell the filmmaker of The Martian was like, "Hey, <laughs> put our yeah." It, I, I mean, it's either it the, has to be the studio. It's either the studio or the award show committee, like the group that decides in the nominations. It has to be the studio because it has to be the studio. Like, I don't be surprised for some of them if it's just like the the nominators put it wherever they want. That's so dumb. Uh, whatever. You want to talk about Jodie Foster? Kind of talked about it already. Yeah, was, that was we pretty cool. Seen it yet. It was an interesting. Have you one. seen that meme where like she's being interviewed and she's like eighteen or nineteen years old, and she's the interviewer is like, "Hey, you, you know, do you have any uh, boyfriends? Got any like love interests?" And like <laughs> the subtitle goes like giggling gaily or something like. <laughs> 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 no, I haven't seen that. That's pretty good. It's though. like, or no, it's like, because she just kind of, she doesn't answer the question. She's kind of smirks and it's like, underneath, this is so yeah. is like gay silence. Yeah, it's, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be like the closed captions. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking good, actually. Um, no, I hadn't seen that, but like, good for fucking her, man. Yeah. 
Uh, I do. We do need to see that. So we need to see promising young women. We need to see uh, more turn the Mortonian, Mortonian soul, or soul. as Tracy Morgan said, Sal. Do we need to see that? Yes. All right. Uh, I guess we need to see Black, Ma Rainey's Ma Rainey's Black, Black Bottom. Bottom and the Miami thing. Yeah, one night in Miami. Jesus Christ. We've got quite a few. Um, we'll, knock, we'll knock some out while we're in Nolens. Do you know what? watch movies when we're in Nolens? At night, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to cuddle up in our double beds. Mm-hmm. Back to mm-hmm. the <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Was we'll another you realize, actor on this show? <laughs> did you realize what's what's coming out while we're in New Orleans? Uh, Falcon? No. Well, maybe it is, but it's not the one I was thinking of. No, uh, is it Snyder Cut coming out the eighteenth? No, it's the is the eighteenth. Yeah, it is. Dude, I don't even get me started on that. I've got so many strong hot takes about that one. About the Snyder Cut? Yeah, well, it's not specifically about, like, the movie itself. It's just the runtime of it. Like, that's going to – it's four fucking hours. Okay. Four hours and, like, 21 minutes. Okay. Are you going to sit through four hours and 21 minutes in one sitting? Uh, yeah. When? Just a fucking Saturday afternoon, Alex. That's what you I'm get saying. your ass up before noon. But we're going to be in <laughs> – we're going to be coming back from New Orleans that Saturday. We'll watch it Sunday. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Whatever. It's just like, but it's that it's one. Of I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be amazing. I think it's gonna be good. But like again, it's one of those things where it's kind of ridiculous when you have to like. No, 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 no. Just listen. No, 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 just no, 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 listen. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. When you have to full on plan to watch a movie, you cannot weeks in advance. You cannot in any way, on the one hand. Bitch, moan and complain for years about wanting the Snyder cut, and then when oh, Warner Brothers, you, when I Warner have Brothers, bitch, moan and complain. When Warner Brothers finally gives it to you, wanting, you're like, oh no, uh-uh, it's too uh-uh, long. Uh-uh. I did not bitch, moan and complain for years about wanting the Snyder cut. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Okay, but still, you can't like wish for one thing and then be, I will, like butt her when it's four I will hours bitch, long. Moan and complain about whatever I want, Ryan. This is America. All right. And if I don't get to do it here, I'll do it on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, duly noted. Um, to, to, uh, fuck. Fucking J- Justin. Just do it with Justin. We'll bitch about the runtime of this movie. Um, Who's Justin? He's the guy that I used to hang out with. Um, what? <laughs> okay. Cool, man. When we were doing the band <laughs> stuff. He was one of the friends of the band. That we used to always hang out with. He's cool a good story. guy. Justin's a right. great guy. Back um, to the Golden Globes. Wow. Um, I guess we should talk about the very first award that they handed out. The best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Daniel Kaluuya. That was well deserved. Yeah, for yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, started off with a bang with a technical glitch where he, he was basically muted. Yeah, he was just muted. Yeah. Do you think that – do you think um, – That'll translate over to the Oscars because I think yeah, I for think he's sure that I think he has that locked up. Yeah, I think that's a pretty much a done deal. Um, so while we're in New Orleans, I'm going to bet on Oscar predictions. You can bet here, not legally online, not legally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You, whatever, I'm going to do it legally. You can you can bet. I want a reason sports. to go to New Orleans, Ryan. Another I mean, reason. I have a reason to go to New Orleans. Um, no, I think that was a really cool um, win for him. Um, and I think it's a good way to kind of, you know, 
highlight that movie. Um, it's a good movie. His, por- his performance is really strong, and so he definitely deserved this. Um, he's a badass actor. He's a really good actor. He's only getting better with time, too, which is insane. The only complaint um, I had with that movie, though, is like, you, I mean, unless you live in Chicago, you had to have the subtitles on to understand a fucking word he was saying. Yeah, it was a little rough at times. Um, but the biggest, the, the most, uh, I was about to say heartwarming, and I was like, that's not fucking right at all. Um, gut-wrenching, I think is the best word. Moment of the night was when Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor uh, in a Motion Picture Drama. Mm-hmm. And then it was um, accepted. I want to actually say her name. By his wife. Yeah, I, I just don't want to be like his wife and then not say her name. I don't think that's fair. Um, Taylor Simone Ledward. Um, she accepted the award on his behalf. And on the one hand, it's something where he definitely should be recognized for this role. He should be um, memorialized for this role. There was a bit of me when she started the, the speech where it was like, oh, fuck, should we really be doing this to her? Because that has to be yeah. something she is not looking forward to. But even if she isn't and it's one of the hardest things that she's ever done, she handles it with such grace and such poise that it is it is something like if you haven't watched it, like go watch it. Because mm-hmm. that's true strength right there yeah. in grief. And it's a very it's a great speech on her behalf. On her on her half? On what what am I trying to say here? By her. By her. And yeah. so No, I, th- I thought that was really touching. You yeah. Know, he he passed away in what, like August, September? Uh we yeah, it would have been August. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's good that like what that was like six months ago or so like it's good that this didn't happen like a few weeks after he passed away there's like no fucking way it'd be no there's yeah it'd be impossible yeah so actually handled it really well and i thought that you know we haven't seen the movie so i don't think we can really speak to if it's well deserved or not and i don't like i had no fucking clue how that's going to translate over to the oscars i think that's another one where it's pretty much a lock. Um, I think he's going to win it for the Oscar as well. And that's for a Miami movie, right? No, that's Ma Rainey. It's for Ma Rainey? Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I guess it's a weak year, so. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I was about to look this up just to see who else was in that category. Because um, you picked Hopkins for that. Which we yeah. Need we need to see the father as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could have seen Riz Ahmed winning it. Um, did Gary Oldman not get it nominated? He did. Okay, yeah. I could have seen him win it, um, you know, but Bozeman probably killed it. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it how the cookie crumbled this year. So we need to watch it. That's, <laughs> Very a, that's a bad way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's hard, it's hard to talk about because, like, it's, yeah. it's really, it was a, a sudden passing. Not even really sudden, like his family knew what was going on. Nobody else knew. And so it kind of came out of left field for everybody. Right. Um, and now, you know, he won this award. And, you know, that speech is just, it was hard to watch. And 
as hard as it for us to watch, it had to have been a hundred times harder for her to give. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, you know, awe-inspiring in a way to watch. So our thoughts go out to her. I know she doesn't give a shit about that, but you know, I'm sure she does. I mean, I'm sure like, you know, it's she, yeah. You know, you get what I mean though. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's who wasn't hard to watch though was Jason Sudeikis because that was, Oh yeah. Let's get to that. Let's follow the hilarious dude. He was stoned as balls. No, I think he was just really drunk. One or the other. Like, which, I, like, I didn't was... want to tweet it out because, like, I don't. I like tweeting most of the time, but like, it doesn't give me the full like avenue to really explain what I am about to I say. Mean, <laughs> to be fair to him, like, if your ex-wife is out there banging Harry Styles, like, very publicly, is she with Harry Styles, that would be wild. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't. We talked that. about this like a week ago or so. Did we? Okay, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that stuff goes in one ear and out. Remember they're filming that movie together and they're. Oh, like, that is yeah. Oh yeah, like, I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Jason Diggs is stuck at home with a fucking mustache on because he has to like. I like that stash, dude. Um, that hoodie he was wearing sold out. So they it <laughs> actually was for sale. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You would not have been able to get one. Um, but he won like gone right then when they said it. Yeah. He won for uh, Ted Lasso yep. over uh, Dan Levy for Shit's Creek, which this was another one that was a bit of a surprise to me, um, but absolutely deserved. He is so perfect in that show. Something I didn't think of until today, actually. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been so much of a surprise because where did Jason Sudeikis get a start? Oh, I know. It's NBC and yeah, Saturday Night Live. So that makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, but his acceptance speech was hilarious. Yeah, because he was just rambling. <laughs> and then eventually Don Cheadle was like, hurry Bro, the fuck come up. on. Um, no, that was like, by fuck, fuck you, Don yeah, Cheadle. Dude, that was okay. This is going to segue kind of into another thing. Like, nobody really played Jacob, Jason Sudeikis off with, like, music during that. <laughs> I'm like – the. The lady from Shit's Creek who they exactly like, off. there was multiple times where they would do like music over these people and it was just like I, I tweeted out in all caps like stop fucking playing these people off in a virtual right fucking festival. I mean, what are you doing? If you really need to, just cut their mic. Like it's not that. Yeah, hard. I don't get. I don't get like what what you're doing. Like we're not like stop. Just just stop. Let these people talk. Like I don't understand what you're doing. Like don't. I mean, at some point, like, they can't talk for 30 minutes, right? Like, none of them are going to, though. Like, if, if you had let Jason go on, like, if <laughs> no one, if no one had given him some kind of cue, <laughs> noted. I'm sure his, like, kids. His, somebody in the background would have been like, bro, stop. And he'd just been like, meh. Yeah. No, I loved it. I, yeah. I you know what? And I don't feel bad for Jason Day because I'm sure he has some new hottie in the background there. I don't know about that, but who knows? Jason Diggs is the man, dude. If he, he is can't, the man, if but he like, can't rebound after Olivia Wilde, what hope is there for the rest of us? Uh, there's not much, Ryan. Okay, not awesome. watching at all. Um, awesome, awesome. We got uh, <laughs> we got David Fincher doing shots when he lost. Yep, that was fun. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a class act. We got Aaron Sorkin winning best screenplay for motion picture. That was um, a really interesting one. I thought. Chloe Zhao was going to win. He's a big family. Yes, he does. Uh, Olivia Munn was in the background of that for some reason. Why? I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, somebody pointed that out also on Twitter, and I was like, didn't see that on the first one. Um, and then Chloe Zhao won for Best Director, and she also was a part of the Best Picture for Drama Nomadland. So um, those are all the winners for the Golden Globe. Except for this, you think Nomadland's blocked in for... Yes. That sucks. <coughs> I'm sorry. You just need to prepare yourself. That means we're not going to see an Eternals trailer for like two months or a month and a half. Something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because they're definitely waiting. They're oh, definitely yeah. waiting. Absolutely. Why yeah. wouldn't you? No, they. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna wait and absolutely do that marketing game. Yeah, on point. Then they're gonna drop the trailer in April, and a week later they're gonna be like, "Sorry guys, we're delaying Black Widow." <laughs> Your ass. I'll throw my laptop. <laughs> I will be so mad if they if they wait a week. Like they, I don't think they do this, but like if they waited a week or two before like Just Black Widow supposed to come out, I will. I will rage. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will come on. I don't care if you're home or not. I will come on here. I will turn the live stream on and I will bitch for an hour <laughs> by myself into that it's camera. Fine. It's fine. They're not going to do that. It's coming out in theaters. I think Feige, I swear to God. I don't <laughs> know you personally, but like, don't hurt us like that. I have talked to people who have met you. I will find a way to talk to you. I will be so mad. Don't make threats. I, I do not care. Oh my god! He doesn't mean that. Don't listen to him. Oh Jesus, Alex. Yeah, I don't think Disney. Disney cannot like me at all. Disney I, has zero idea fine. you exist, Alex. That's fine. Zero idea. No, we're one person that is a lower level person somewhere at Disney has listened to this podcast. I'm holding on to that sliver of hope, Ryan. What's happening? Done. Uh, <laughs> you why? Because someone in like fucking I don't know. I'm just assuming Burbank is <laughs> listening yeah. to our podcast. Somebody way Maybe. way down there. I think someone at Apple or somewhere is definitely listening because we get oh, yeah, listens we, at we, Silicon Valley all the time. We had people from an Apple TV Plus movie on Boy State. They definitely listened. Yeah, exactly. So we've had Apple on. Yeah, Apple's listened. Netflix Apple, is listened. Keep it up with for all mankind. That show is dope. And Ted Lasso. They're killing it, man. No, but for all mankind. We didn't talk about that when we were talking about streaming last time. Like, Apple TV Plus is, like, silently... Doing, killing the game. Like, yeah. they're... And they're... They're they're being smart where they're, like, kind of quietly doing it. They're just building on top of it. Yeah. And Ted Lasso is becoming that thing where a lot of people are talking about they it They have right an now. in my channel on show that even <laughs> I'm a little... Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. A little puss to watch because yeah. it looks pretty eerie. You know who's in it, right? Uh, prob- I mean, I just watched the trailer, but Ron, Ron Weasley. Yeah, you're right. R- Rupert 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 in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he probably doesn't like that I do that. Uh, again, yeah. he probably doesn't it's care. Your idea? Who That's you are? Fine. Coming for you too, Rupert. Uh, I don't know. I'm in a mood. Uh, all right. That's oh, but last one about the Golden Globes, and then we'll move on. Um. This was another p- point of contention for people. Um, best motion picture foreign language, mm. which was won by Minari, which is not a foreign language movie. Uh, <laughs> was Golden made. Globes is like smoking <laughs> crack over there, dude. It was some of the movie is spoken in Korean, but it was made here in the United States it of America. Ma- like majority in English, right? Yeah, it was made in America. Well, okay. 
is what was the category again? Foreign language. They call it foreign language. Okay, so it doesn't matter where it was. If it was made in America, but it's in like Russian, then technically that's foreign language. So if you had made a movie all about no, okay. Well, here's the here's the flip side. I'm pretty sure they put Parasite in the best picture nominee categories last year. I'm okay, almost, then that's then that I'm almost positive that would be incorrect. <clears throat> but like Minari being in foreign, I don't know. Like because we haven't again, we haven't seen it. So if the majority of the film was in subtitles pretty, and it's in Korean, like it would make sense if it's in the foreign language category. But. Yeah, so I don't know. there was some big hubbub about the fact that it was in the foreign language category where like I think it was either 40 or 50 percent of the movie is in English. So like okay, yeah. So like it should not it's really have been, tone the line like either way, right? If the movie's made in America, it should not be a foreign language movie. Like, okay, so as a filmmaker, are you mad that it's in foreign the that category? Now that you have won an award, yes. If you had the chance to win the best picture drama, but there's no way it was going to win against Nomadland. It could have. There's a lot of people who are saying it's like right there with it. Okay. So if you are in that best picture drama and then you can win that category, then you automatically elevate yourself and have you in the conversation for winning best picture. No, yeah, I get that. So. But we don't know that because they didn't fucking put it in there. And so right. that's where the controversy comes. It's another it's one a, we need to see. Yeah. It's just where the HFPA makes really freaking boneheaded, idiotic, like head-scratching decisions. And it's just like, why? Why Why? are, why are you like this? Why do you do this? Why not? Um, I don't know. I enjoyed most of the Golden Globes. There was a couple points where it was just like, stop. And most of them were hokey, like NBC moments. Yeah, I mean, most of them were just like, like, like you said, the hokey having SNL cast members out <coughs> to do like little bits, fucking bits as awards announcements. Yeah, or like the in between, um, the little like skit they had where like, oh no, you have there was like the actors talking to doctors and like, oh no, you have oh, ten that yeah, that was, that was, that was super, super dumb. dumb. Um, but I mean, I think like most award shows are like that, like, you know. Yeah, but then you have like really cool moments. Like in the Oscars a couple years ago, they had. Um, the Oscars is just like a whole nother level. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but like the Oscars a couple years ago, they had a bit where they, and you can't do this now because of COVID, but sub dude. They had all the, they had like a handful of actors and actresses like walk across the street to them and like deliver snacks to people who are like in a movie theater oh yeah it's yeah. so, like that shit's cool like like little shit like that is really really cool where you can do stuff like that but again that's basically you know, impossible are the oscars gonna be like live audience this year or is it basically... i'm pretty sure it's gonna be virtual god damn it dude yeah um, the best part of the oscars are the live musical performances yeah like remember really... that they had a uh, call me by your name did like their theme song oh, yeah they did they did a stars born a couple years ago with you know bradley cooper and lady gaga about to make out on live on live tv that, baby. that was that was a great one um but yeah so the golden globes were great also they just to say this real fast they had healthcare workers in the audience um at each location because it was broadcasted in new york and la that part was the weirdest <laughs> the, yeah. the fact that they had tina fey in one location and 
Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler in another location, and they like splice the screens together. I thought they were just straight standing on like opposite ends of the stage. Yeah, to social distance better. But and then I was like, are they not in the same location? And you're like, no, one's in LA and one's in New York. Yeah, it was because they kept like talking weird. over each other. Yeah, it's really bad. No, that part was weird. It just felt like they were doing a Zoom call with each other, and that's never fun to watch when we're all trying to forget that we all have to do Zoom calls every single day. Um, I don't. Yeah, because you're a little bitch. Microsoft Teams. Anywho, Golden Globes. We will be doing a live stream of the Oscar nominations on march 15th so definitely keep an eye out for Shit, that that's, uh, it's two weeks from today baby Mar- oh march 15th yep okay so that will be coming up asap it's two days before we go to yeah nolens nolens i'm fairly excited for that i need to ask the time off you should yeah yeah all right let's do you want to do some halftime halftime cues audience questions cues yeah, okay, so asking if we have seen Cherry yet. We have not. We have not because it's not showing anywhere in our area. It's not anywhere in our area? No. Not this past weekend, it wasn't. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. No, that is TBD. We have to wait to see that. Then oh, you- that's next weekend. Okay. What is? Not this weekend, but the next weekend. It'll be at uh, Cinemark West Plano. Okay, yeah, so we have... To, we have Couple weekends before we can go see it in our area. Um, have you heard of the Marksman? Yes, yes. The TV show. It is a movie with Liam Neeson. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, Vinny said it's pretty good. Yes. So. so uh, you have you guys? Oh, have you seen Cherry yet? Um, no. Yeah, we saw the Marksman. Um, another Liam Neeson action movie. Wait, have we seen it? I saw it with Garrett. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's one with and. Vinny, I've talked to Vinny about it. He thought it was really good. I thought it was good. Um, it has one of the more hokey lines in it that I've ever heard in a movie with Liam Neeson, like basically tells a guy to adios out of here. And yeah. that was like, I don't know how that gets past the first draft, but whatever. Um, Liam Neeson movie, man. Yeah. So, um, Mark Smith, I think it, I'm going to be interested to see this now, actually. Um, oh, okay. It has around the same. Um, Rotten Tomato score is cherry. So, Marksman does. Yeah. The fuck. Marksman has a thirty-five. Cherry has a thirty-eight. Cherry only has a thirty-eight. Is that critics? Um. Yeah, thirty-eight percent critic, eighty-one percent audience score. I tell you what, man. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. We'll see. We're gonna still watch it. Yeah, of course. Way. It doesn't I mean, matter because um, it is the Russos, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should stick to superhero films. Maybe they should stick to Extraction. Extraction was good. They EP that. They didn't. I know, but they like they wrote it. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Um, that has a sixty-nine percent audience score. Chill. So, so let's talk about something else that the Russo brothers have been involved with. That is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What division? division episode eight. eight. <coughs> Shit's gets wild. We go into the past with Agatha Harkness. Ryan, do you want to give a brief rundown, or you just want to jump right into? Let's this? just jump right into it. Full freaking spoilers. Yeah, from the offset, full spoilers. Yeah, just gonna say that because <coughs> fuck you, people. If you haven't watching it, yeah. it comes out live. Um, 
this is the second to last episode of the only season of WandaVision. Um, this was... Yeah, I can't believe. It's because, spoilers, Vision is going to be dead after this. Like, <laughs> Is he, though? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's rumors. <laughs> what fucking rumors have you heard? I heard rumors of like, uh, like Wanda, like Wanda. Uh, no, no. Wanda's cre vision creation merging with Forstong with vision <laughs> with the white vision or gray vision, whatever the fuck you want to call them. It's white vision. Um, but basically, like the soul or whatever of Wanda's creation, like overtaking. The white vision, so he like is back to life. Uh, um, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. No, that's an interesting theory because the other thing that I, I've been pondering. Um, we fucking do this every goddamn review, though. We literally jump to the end. That's fine. Without because like let's no, but that's why. Like that's why I was like, do you want to recap it? And you're like, no, it's just jumping to spoilers. Totally right. Yeah, then we jumped like right to the end. Yeah, because uh, that's when the most we literally jumped to the mid credit scene. Bro. Yeah, like because like, that's <laughs> when the most interesting stuff happens. Uh, and we say spoilers, so like that's what the most like everybody's really interested in, like what happens in the mid credit scene because it's the craziest shit that happens. Okay. Um, no, and, and going back, the thing that I I thought of whenever. You realize, and part of one of the craziest things about this episode is you finally find out how she created this entire uh, alternate reality, let's call it, yeah, in Westview. And part of it is she literally created another vision. So <clears throat> one of the first thoughts I had was, well, wait, does that mean she just created another Infinity Stone? Because there is an Infinity Stone in Vision's head inside the hex in Westview. No. So no, 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 of course not. Because first off, she didn't create anything. She created like a mirage of an overlay of this world to like live in, right? But like there's are... a reason when Vision tried to leave the hex, like he breaks apart. Like if he tries to leave the hex and like his body disintegrates, there's not just gonna be like a new mindstone there. There could be though. That's there's what I'm not. saying. There's no. There's, that's what I'm saying though. But and here's where my my theory is kind of going is, if that were to happen, why could they not then put that into Vision's old body? Because the mindstone is now fucked off. Like, could they do that to bring back Vision? That would be one way of doing it. The another way of doing it is, yeah, taking that Vision soul or body or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Because there are there's some thought that the twins are real, like they're not mirages, and that yeah, I think she real actually too. created them, which is why then vision could be real and why then the mindstone could be real. Well, but the twins like <clears throat> are like flesh and blood of Wanda. Like they were like True, yeah, yeah. You know what what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. they're born out of plus they were like yeah, so they came from Wanda, not like Vision. They came from Wanda in a different way than like Vision was manifested. <clears> from <throat> Wanda's like from her grief. And she was like doing a back backbreaker. Um, it's just horse. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest memes, dude. Uh, so let's back up. And this starts off with Agatha Harkness 
um, basically capture not capturing Wanda, but in a sense capturing her, less, yeah, forcing her to basically relive some of the most traumatic parts of her life. Uh, the first one being the moment where her parents are killed in a bombing. Yes, which Sokovia, which had a jump scare that I was uh, surprised got me so good, got both of us. Yeah, um, that's a really dark and sad moment. Uh, then you jump to the Hydra base where she is being experimented mm-hmm. on, where the Mind Stone basically breaks out. And shows her the Scarlet Witch, which is a really, really cool moment. Um, and then she drops and she like is watching TV and she like fucks it up. Um, I don't know. But that then leads to a moment with at Avengers HQ where she has a tender hearted moment with Vision. Dude, that walks to the door. <coughs> that yeah. was like almost wasn't that like Almost exactly a scene from one of the Avengers movies. Yeah, because in the Avengers movie, she says like Vision, and he like walks through the wall. Uh, it's Age of It's Age of Ultron, and so yeah, like that's almost a shot for shot um, reenactment. But um, that has a great line, which is like, I hate dude. There are times I talk about I talked about Twitter a lot today. Um, there are times where like people say shit on Twitter, and I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Then there's times like topics or like controversies like pop up on Twitter and it like actively pisses me off. Okay. And it's normally when like people take something that people are enjoying a lot and they just decide like, oh, you're stupid and shit on it. And it's just like, why? Like, why, why are you like this? Like what happened to you to make you like this? What were they shitting on? A lot of people really like the line from this scene where vision and Wanda are talking about grief and she's lost a lot of people. And he says like, well, I've never been able to love. Like I've never had that feeling because I'm a fucking synthesoid. But then he says along, he said, and I'm going to butcher this, but whatever. That's why I don't screenwrite yet. Uh, what is love without, what is grief, but love persevering. Mm-hmm. It's a great line. Like, objectively, is it a little corny? Yeah. I wouldn't say so. I thought it was a really good line. I loved it. Okay, cool. Then we're going to agree on that. I fucking loved it. Like, I don't... Sometimes I hedge on stuff because I'm like, people might bitch at me about it. But, like, I really like that. I really like that line. I thought it came through really well. A lot of people gravitated towards it. They thought it was a great line. They expressed that on Twitter. So, what, there was people that were, like, hating on that line? By, like, like, Saturday, people... Or like it's not that good of a line. You guys just don't understand writing, and like you're just you're just caught up in the Disney machine. It's like go fuck yourself. Like really, like you're gonna like decide to rain on a parade less than 24 hours after this like yeah show is premiered. I mean, I would say like in the context of that scene, it's a really <laughs> good line. Like if you're just looking at it on its own without any basis for like why that line is being spoken. You could say it's like kind of ad libish, like, oh, let's, you know, here's three words grief, love, and like perseverance. perseverance. Like, make a fucking line out of this. But, but that's not even my problem with it. It's literally people like, it feels like people seeing other people enjoying something and expressing that. And then a lot of people expressing that same sentiment. Right. And it grows and grows and becomes this kind of larger than life moment where a lot of people like this one line or something from a show or from a movie. 
And then all of a sudden there's this like pretty vocal segment who just decides like, Oh, you guys like all the same thing? Well, fuck you. I'm going to be Dude, that's ass. literally anything and everything online. I know, but like... Like, you could, like, put up <laughs> the sky is blue and there'd be 50,000 people, like... True. Arguing that's, with you. I know, but you like, just, like... You cannot get... It just so gets, it gets a little bigger and, like, people pop out a lot faster when it's something like this show where it is the most popular show right now. And so for them to feel like they're relevant, they just feel like they have to take this, like, complete opposite take i mean stance. or they legitimately feel yeah. like their opinion is the correct one they legitimately feel that it's not and that's why america is beautiful because they can express it i mean I if you're really it. wasting your time over like 10 words in a fucking disney plus marvel show you might have serious issues in your life so true but anyways back to the episode anywho um <laughs> no great line great moment um, one of the best of the series. And then we jump to um... Oh, we jump to her going to Sword. Yeah. So she walks into Sword, demands to see Vision's body, and then has a run-in with director Hayward. Yeah. Who then like very <laughs> stupidly takes Wanda to Vision's body and is like, uh, here's your our three billion dollar Vibranium, vibranium lump. Uh, yeah, no, you can't take him with you. Yeah. Sorry, but you can say goodbye to him from here. Which she then like breaks the glass, like glides down, like tries to like sense him. She's like, I don't feel anything, and like walks out. But yeah, so which is interesting because earlier in the season, Hayward had said that she stole Vision's body, which now we know from this scene, she absolutely did not. No, she. Watching it in this context completely reframes what actually happened and just shows that Hayward was downright lying blatantly to everybody when they, he showed them that, you know, footage. He showed it completely out of context. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, jumping to the mid credit scene, they clearly used Vision's body to, like, <coughs> create this gray vision. So, like... All the people he lied to in that briefing, are they just like, oh, okay, our director is a lying piece of shit. Like, clearly, Wanda didn't steal well, the vision. No, he, he was telling that. Excuse our Jindo yeah. digging holes over there. I think the people that were in that room were in on the information of what really happened. The mm -hmm. people that were in that room when he said that didn't really know and he was lying to them to basically get them to go along so he could get to the point where he could reactivate vision like that was because it was said that that was a top secret project that like darcy had to really dig to find out mm -hmm. and so you know i think there were people within sword who knew what he was really doing obviously because they were trying to reassemble his fucking body but like uh you know, it, it adds more context to how Wanda really was coping with what had happened to Vision and shows that she hadn't fully gone into grief mode yet. She had not really gone into, you know, depressed, freakazoid Wanda just yet, which happens in like two minutes after that scene. But right. Um, you know, yeah, it does give a lot more context to who Hayward is as a character. He's a piece of shit. 
Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's a great, it's a, it's also a really good scene. This whole episode is really good. right. And then the next scene is she. Um, I guess Vision had bought a house or yes. bought it, had bought land to build a house. Yes. Which so she draws, drives out. Coincidentally, to... is in Westview. So <laughs> she drives out, finds this house, um, and then, you know, or finds the piece of land, is walking around the piece of land, just kind of collapses in grief. And this is the moment that she creates <clears throat> the hex. The hex. Like, just basically the hex manifest outside like basically bursts out of her burst out of her and burst out of her grief and out of this moment and is created yeah and so, basically like you know she creates vision all over again and that's when agatha and this whole time agatha was trying to figure out how the hell wanda did this mm-hmm. and she now realizes oh my god like this is a very powerful witch and she already knew that but she didn't understand to what extent and you know she walks out and there's agatha with her two kids on a uh, magic leash basically yeah and she's like you are you have k you use chaos magic you are a being that is uh one of the most powerful ever you are scarlet witch and i lost it um but yeah like this packed a lot of answers into this episode but left a lot of questions uh, still unanswered mm-hmm. um, and basically set it up to where this, this finale is going to be nuts. Yeah. I'm really, so, you know, I guess it was a, it was a pretty decent episode, but it was just a ton of like flashbacks and a ton of like, it was basically just all flashbacks. Yeah. It was all flashbacks and it was taking <clears throat> stuff. We already had a pretty good idea about and just fleshing it out in way more detail. Yeah, like we had already known about her parents getting killed by a uh, Stark Industries bomb. We already knew about her being researched on in by Hydra. Yeah, already... did, okay. So hold on, let's back up. So the the bomb thing, I think the real reason they fleshed that out is to basically say that she wasn't just created by an Infinity Stone; that she had underlying magical powers to begin with, and that. The mind stone then just amplified them. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, anyways, because uh, she, Agatha's basically saying, like, you used the probability hex to make the bomb not blow up. Like, that's where they're saying that she had powers. On yeah, sure, sure. So, my point was really like, you know, with that scene, we already knew about it. They went into more detail with it. The Hydra scene, we had already known about that. Yeah. Um, everything that happened in Age of Ultron between her and Vision, we knew about. Um, the only like new material we that we didn't know the exact circumstances was when she went to Sword and yeah. like her initial trip to Westview and like how the hex got created. Yeah. But there wasn't really like you know a lot of furthering of the current story per se right like there wasn't like sure we know all this more detail but we have no more knowledge of like what is going to happen in the hex like we don't we don't know like i really do think at this point like we are at the point where i don't think there's much else to happen in the hex it's pretty much at the climax at this point already 
But that's what I'm saying. I thought in this episode they were going to like get into how like how they're going to go to battle with Wanda in order to like not only do we not know any more of like who exactly is doing this, like who might be behind Agnes Harkness, but Agnes also Harkness, yeah. but also like, you know, how or how exactly are they going to like free this town of Wanda, right? Like, yeah, I, they're going to basically contain all that into one episode, which should be a really exciting episode. I don't think so. Here's the thing. I don't think that they're going to fight Agatha. I think that it is going to be basically a team up with them versus um, what's his face? White vision. So I think that's going to be the true conflict at the end of this. I don't think that they're going to fight Agatha because Agatha is not ever really a villain. Yeah, that's not, I, I meant like, you know, there was, we had talked about in episode seven, like is someone behind Agatha? Like is Mephisto behind Agatha? But that's Who's what I was like, to say. I don't think there is anybody behind Agatha. I think Agatha was trying to find out what Wanda's powers were so that she could use her to basically keep somebody like Mephisto or Nightmare from materializing. So she just, like, it's pure coincidence that, like, she was in the town that Wanda just happened to, like, no, turn I, into the Hex. I think she knew that there was this very magical, there was this very powerful witch, and she wanted to find out who the hell it was and basically either get her powers or find out how to have her powers mm -hmm. and then realize, like, okay, I can't really take her powers. Like, she's going to kick my ass. So it's really more of a, how do I get her to help me type of thing to stop whatever big magical thing is to be coming. Okay. But, then, but we ended the episode, like, the cliffhanger was basically conflict between Wanda and Agatha. Yeah. So, But if you remember, not this past episode, but the episode before that, it, that also ended with her being looking like she was going to be the you know this evil witchy whatever you want to call it and then basically the whole episode she's trying to help her to unlock what was going on with her now if that's for you know personal reasons yeah i think it was more for like nefarious reasons though that wasn't I like out of altruism to wanda i think it's it's supposed to be a little bit more altruistic and to get her to understand what her powers are to basically get her to help her with something or to get her to use her powers with her like because that's how it's always been construed in the comics is that agatha harkness is like her mentor mm -hmm. and you really did sense some of that in this episode where agatha is trying to push her to better understand what her powers are and to basically harness them in a more powerful way right because she is a powerful being she's just never use them to their full extent and i think that's what she's trying to get her to do hmm. well we'll see <clears throat> i'm excited for it man i really like this episode um there's gonna be some big crazy cameo in this last episode a la luke skywalker so you think so he's everyone saying now that it's just paul bettany fighting paul bettany <laughs> yeah but uh that was paul that was something that paul bettany said okay elizabeth olsen had a quote a uh, month or two ago that she said like the episode last episode has a luke skywalker level cameo oh shit okay so somebody that nobody has been 
talking about yet is coming and it's going to be nuts and it's going to blow people's minds i hope it's thanos that'd be insane i'd throw my computer it's not gonna be but... ryan that was another fun episode yeah the jason witten episode he just means number 82 by that yeah, jason witten's number was 82 for <clears throat> For people who are not has no idea who Jason Wooden is for non Dallas Cowboys fans, yeah. But that was a Probably fun the majority of our audience for sure. But that was a lot of fun talking about the Golden Globes and WandaVision. Yes. So everybody, we will be back on Thursday live streaming this ish. Be sure to check out Furloughed Film Talks Instagram and Furloughed Film Twitter, and be sure to tell three of your friends. Ryan, anything to add? Mm-mm. Everybody, be safe this week. We will see you all on Thursday. Adios, amigos.